Hello, welcome to the Rogo Tours podcast. My name is Chad Durham. I am Jacob Hampton. This is Eric Wood. And we are here with our annual Memo to the Academy episode, which we stole from Siskel Niebert and Ebert and Roper, who used to always, before the Oscar nominations came out, say, hey, Academy, if you're listening, please nominate some of these either lesser known films or movies that like have some buzz, but for some reason have fallen out, etc. Favorite things that we think the Academy should uh, nominate. Unlike Siskel and Ebert and Roper, we have no public persona (laughs) nor power. So it's mostly just us getting a chance to say, oh man, this thing, it's, it's right on the bubble. And that's why a lot of times we end up focusing on stuff that really could get a nomination, but that most people think won't. Something, think like Sean Baker for the Florida Project multiple years ago when a lot of people thought he could sneak in there, but a lot of people thought he couldn't. We'd be like, hey, please nominate him. And of course he ended up not, not getting it. So basically... We're going to talk about some of the things for all of you Academy members who listen to the Rogo Tours podcast to consider for your ballots that I think are due in a couple days. Um, and the Oscars will, uh, Oscar nominations will be announced on Tuesday, February 8th. So we wanted to get this in and up in time so we could see if any of those nominations paid off. Before we do that, just really quickly, wanted to see if uh, the gentleman had any reactions to the Golden Globe nominations. The Golden Globes... The HFPA, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, has taken some hits in the last couple years. And so they've lost a little cachet with the Golden Globes. Just people don't care as much. Some people boycott, etc. So this year they didn't even have a ceremony. They announced them via Twitter, I think. Yeah, yeah. just tweeted the winners. Just right? tweeted the winners out. Um, I think still you have a lot of the people who are considered to be the favorites for the Oscars. So we had the two best pictures because they split up. Um, drama and then musical or comedy were Power of the Dog and West Side Story. Jane Campion won for directing Power of the Dog. Encanto won uh, Best Animated. Will Smith won for um, King Richard. Nicole Kidman won for Being the Ricardos. That was a big surprise at the time. Rachel Zegler and Andrew Garfield won for musical or comedy. Uh, Cody Smith McPhee for Power of the Dog and Ariana DeBose for West Side Story won the supporting categories. Drive My Car won foreign film. Screenplay was Belfast, score was Dune, and best song was No Time to Die. Surprises or anything that that indicates for you guys? And if not, hey, you guys just heard who won the Golden Globes. Yeah. Um, I guess sometimes they surprise me a little just because I think of the Golden Globes as being so just like for fun. I don't know. You know, yeah. like less, less serious than the Oscars, obviously. So in a way, I'm, I'm a little surprised by their choices of Power of the Dog um, or like in a way, almost surprised they even have a foreign category. Yeah. Um, and I think I love the Drive My Car one. Um, so you yeah. have caught that, by the way, Drive My Car? What about it? You've seen it? I've seen it, yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really happy about Power of the Dog, and if there is an Oscar, uh, like, that's an indication for its chances at the Oscars. I love that. I think that would be an awesome Best Picture pick um, for the Oscars this year. So I don't know, though. I don't know how much actual correlation there is anymore between yeah. the two ceremonies. Yeah, yeah I, don't think the, I don't think there's a ton of correlation anymore. I feel like sometimes people feel like they're very off. Sometimes they hit something right on. Sometimes, so I don't know. I think it just depends on, but it's always 
interesting to hear, you know, who gets the nominations, what surprises. I think the, uh, what was the what was the one you mentioned that was a, more of a surprise acting-wise? Nicole Kidman. Kidman. Because even the nomination, a lot of people didn't think she would get. Mm-hmm. And then she won the mm-hmm. category. So a, a, a lot of people, and then... Over And then Chastain, there was, was it the Screen Coleman? Actors Guild where Kristen Stewart wasn't even nominated? I oh. heard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spencer, was that I think the one? It was that one. So combined with Nicole Kidman winning here, a lot of people were like, oh, the is there not Kristen esteem Stewart for win. Kristen Stewart's performance? Yeah, it seemed to be losing steam like, at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. Although there's been a push since. Yep. A lot of people thought, oh, sweet, this makes her an underdog now, so she's definitely going to get that nomination. <laughs> okay. Let's see. But yeah, the Nicole Kidman thing, it became like, oh, is she one of the five? Who's wow. going to get kicked out now yeah. of that category, if that huh. makes sense? Yeah. Kind of interesting in that way. Have you guys seen Eyes of Tammy Faye? I have not. I no, I, I want to for the sake of seeing Andrew Garfield and Jessica Chastain. Mm-hmm. And if she gets nominated, I think I'll try to stream it mm-hmm. um, to make sure I can, you know, when we pick the winners mm-hmm. in, in a month or whatever, in a couple months, um, that I can, you know, be as good as I can. But okay. um, no, not at this point. Did you see it? I haven't seen it. Either. Okay. I've, it's yeah. been on the list. It's another one. Uh, can I ask, unless it was illegal, where you saw Drive My Car? Uh, in Salt Lake. Uh, Broadway. Broadway. Mm-hmm. You did go to Broadway. Yeah, nice. I did. I keep hearing, uh, it's three hours, but it flies by. Yeah. Even though it seems hours. like it shouldn't. Yeah. yeah Sorry, I, I, just a little tangent here, because uh-huh. you're the first real person I know that's seen Drive My Car. <laughs> that's yeah. not like, you know, you know what I mean. That's not ethereal critic person. Yeah. I would say I felt the three hours, but I wasn't mad about it. Got it. Because I saw that written multiple times, like, mm-hmm. oh, man, but it flies. And I'm like, but does it? Because <laughs> it's also, you know, Japanese, which usually has a little more languid pace or mm-hmm. deliberate pace, yeah. maybe is more accurate. Okay, because I have not seen West Side Story. Um, walk me through that category, Best Actress. Uh, I, now some people contender? don't even think that... Rachel Zegler will get that's nominated. What, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Um, but that's because there's two categories at the Golden Globes. True. So there were the five women and the five women. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ariana DeBose is still the favorite to win Best Supporting Actress to West win Side? at yeah. the Oscars, even though two of them they haven't even come out, out yet. Right? Not not supporting. Oh, okay. Supporting, they just combine. Oh, oh, oh. Globes do whatever they want. Yeah. But you've got two actresses and two actors, and Will Will Smith and Andrew Garfield, generally speaking, are two of the favorites. But then Benedict Cumberbatch, those three mostly are considered to be a three way a three way race. Uh-huh. And then I think Joaquin and maybe Peter Dinklage. Some people think Cooper, he'll sneak in. Cooper Hoffman? I don't think so. Nah. There was some push at first. Uh-huh. That one is interesting because it still has all the buzz in like the screenplay category and best picture and director. But Alana Haim and, and Cooper Hoffman have mostly fallen out of the acting categories. Hmm. Even though for me, I would keep them up and it's the other it's the other ones I dropped down a little bit myself because I thought they made the movie. Screenplay-wise, you know, had some issues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's super well-directed. Uh-huh. And, I, I mean, if they just made him 19, I'd have no issues. <laughs> <laughs> That's another story for another yeah. day, guys. We could do a whole episode probably <laughs> dissecting the Chris Pizza. Yeah, Jake and I had some, uh, a, a few, you know, texts back and forth once I had seen it. Um, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Especially reading... Oh, I don't want to go too much. <laughs> I read an interview with him, though, and he... Uh, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, and he was like, oh, no, it's a non-issue. And I was like, no, I don't think it's a non-issue. Yeah. PTA? That's what makes it worse for me, too, is it's like... He's, I'm, I'm open to an explanation of some kind, or like, yeah. you know... Yeah. Like, 
maybe there's more nuance to the tone of what he's trying to do. It's just like, yeah, basically you know? all we're talking about without saying too much is that uh, in the movie he's 15, 16, and she's 25. Um, and they, they end up in a place, I know it's kind of a spoiler, but that's more romantic. And the most of the movie, I thought they were going away from that place, is that this was more of a platonic, we kind of wished it was a thing, but instead we're going to be friends that kind of help each other. And so when he went full romantic at the end, I thought, why don't you just change the ages? Yeah. Like, then we'd be okay. Mm-hmm. Make him 19, make her 28 or something, and I don't think anyone has any issue. Right. And you can, and you can put your full love behind the movie and not feel like you have to have any... Yeah, there's like a caveat now. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay, anyway. All right, let's do this. So this is just us saying, hey, Academy, here are some um, things we think you should nominate. And uh, I generally put mine in order of most likely could happen to very least likely to happen and probably won't happen. Um, But before even we get to that, I just have two don't nominates that I wanted to mention. First and foremost, I, I, I haven't seen House of Gucci or Being the Ricardos, but from what I've read, which I know is not the same as seeing, but from looking at critics, I wouldn't mind if they didn't get any nominations. That's, those aren't the ones I was going to talk about, but I know Jared Leto's over the top and everyone's going to nominate. I mean, Lady Gaga's going to get nominated, and, and that's cool. I like those people. Like, I like those actors. But everyone's like, these movies are messes. They're hot messes. They're trash. And I'm just like, let's... Just sweep them out then and put some other movies that were even better. Um, I, on, I use Gold Derby, which gives the odds for the Oscars, just as kind of my guide to what was most likely to happen. So um, I watched on, on Netflix a very enjoyable, fun movie called Don't Look Up that you guys may have seen as well, directed and written by Adam McKay, who wrote The Big Short and Vice. It is favored to get nominated for Best Picture and to get a Best Screenplay nomination, and I like Adam McKay. But I thought that the screenplay was not great. And I, it's, it's, they have it ranked number five. I would, be, I would be really ecstatic if something maybe a little <laughs> more worthy snuck in there. Um, I know that Adam McKay is well-loved. I love Adam McKay. And I think he took a big swing here. But a lot of the targets are really easy. And the tone it doesn't find the footing that the Big Short found. I would be not sad if he ended up getting left off of the five for best screenplay. And then my other one probably is a little less, I'm sure my esteemed colleagues would disagree, but as far as best picture goes, I just wish that something else could take the spot Dune's gonna take. Oh, wow. Interesting. I very much don't feel like- The bomb's been dropped. If he gets nominated for best director, awesome. The screenplay, great. I wouldn't even care if some of the acting got nominated, but like I just feel like, and I know I know we disagree. Even though you guys both had it not that high on Denny, or yours was a I mean, little I was higher. Like, it was like three or four for me, I think. No, but... I don't think it was. What? Because you said how much you liked it, and then okay. when you ranked them, it, it was, was like five, six or five. five. Yeah. <laughs> I think you did rank it lower. Yeah, I was really surprised when you hit it because okay. you had already told me like, oh, you didn't like it as much, and then you ranked it. I was like, you didn't like it that much. Either. No, I did. It's just all yeah, the other Yeah, Denny is great. Denny is great. Yeah, 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 for sure. But it still surprised me where you had it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It might not have been six, but it was five at the highest. Hashtag <laughs> Denny fights. Because I had six. Oh yeah, because I had it six. So you we, had to have we a five. only have yeah. six. <laughs> and then you had a four or three, I think. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, I know it will get a nomination. I'm not going to be like sad about it, but I think there are a lot of other movies that are just as well made that are way more resonant and way more good. 
Okay. Well, but it's going to get a nomination, and I'm not going to be sad. I'm not going to hand ring about it. Like, I, Dune was fine. I enjoyed watching Dune, but I was like, oh, we're giving this a Best Picture nomination? Which I realize is probably different from you guys, but I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no, we look at all these other movies that came out this year that, for me, resonate so much more and are just as critically acclaimed. In fact, more critically acclaimed. Like, most people, even people who like Dune a ton, it came with a caveat of, oh, yeah, for sci-fi, or if you've read the book, or sure. any of those things, so... Anyway, those are the two for me. If Gucci and Being Ricardos get shut out, I, I know that that's biased because I haven't seen them, but I wouldn't mind it. But only those two. Yeah. I just know Dune will get nominated. It's ranked number five, and it's been getting all the nominations. And, and I have no bitterness. I just was like, oh, I wish we could sneak in something else that's probably going to get shut out, like yeah. a Drive My Car or a Tick, Tick, Boom or a Come On, Come On or something like that that probably won't get in there that I think is a little uh, more worthy than, than Dune. Sure. Wow. Wow. Uh-huh. All right, let's start with screenplay here. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are, wait, are these Can jumps? I say something? No, yeah. I just want, I'm, I'm speaking to your screenplay. Oh, yes. So oh, okay. Yeah, I have no problem with what's said about the screenplay because I, I think Don't Look Up, there are things that I really liked about it, yeah. but there are some weaknesses oh, big time. throughout. I couldn't and, agree anymore with that sentence. And I think I wanted to really like it as a big fan of Adam McKay. Mm-hmm. Too. And I do think there are some subtleties to it that, like, given the timing, given the timing it's put out in, yeah. and what everyone's going, like, going yeah. through right now, I think it's not only it makes it look like super low hanging fruit to, mm-hmm. to me because, okay. like, this is what you're kind of going through, anyways. Yeah. And I, I think in a different time where we're not all in pandemic world and we're not all de- dealing with these like uh, politically manipulated different lenses i think maybe it's a smart maybe you look at it a little differently maybe but i do i do think that throughout it's not it's not it's not as strong as not as consistently strong and i ca- i've caught myself strong. with vice and don't look up comparing to the big short and that's an issue on my yeah no, that's no, an no. issue on my end. and anyone could do that i could do that I Be- could just do because that i f- i was so astounded by what he did with the big short and he won an oscar for the big short well deserved mm-hmm. in my opinion one of my favorite scripts of the last however many years. And that's why I feel disappointment because it yeah. feels less cohesive. Mm-hmm. And I like what you said about maybe it makes it feel more. But I was also saying I think part of the reason that people like it even more is because of the, the thing we're still in. Yeah. I think that's I, drawing I, more people and overlooking some of those flaws at the yes, same time. I would agree. I would agree to all of that. So yeah, yeah. anyways, nice. that's the first no, one. No, thank you. I appreciate that. I'd love Did to you have that. a thought about June? Um, no, I, I do disagree with you on Oh, Doom. I know, I know. Um, I do too. Because, For the record. Right, I, right, right. I know you guys do, and I know that this the comparison I'm about to make, it's cheap and I apologize, but it's closer to me to a Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, wow. And saying like, yeah, we have a super well-made blockbuster. And, I, Dune is so much more well-made than Spider-Man. Dune no is art. That's why I said cheap. See, and that's where I think we disagree. Really? Yeah. It's you like, didn't have one moment during Dune where you were just like, this is like, he's doing something. Like, this is like big and bombastic and oh, like dude, beautifully that's shot. That's why he's going to get a cinematography yeah, nomination that's, and that's director the art. nomination. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but if that's why they have a separate category for cinematography <laughs> and director, in my opinion. Okay. So you think it's worthy of some of the technical stuff? 100%. Not, not, best, not enough of those okay. to go. Oh. No, really? that, again, like that's what, that, it, otherwise we wouldn't have a cinematography and director category, they'd just all be part of Best Picture. Okay. And that's mm-hmm. why I know it was cheap to make that comparison, but what, for me it was just a, an incredibly well-made blockbuster style movie that didn't resonate with themes. 
much more well-made than Spider-Man, guys. Please don't. I don't think you guys understand that. If it was like, hey, you can nominate Spider-Man, No Way Home, or Dune, it's Dune, and I wouldn't even think twice. Okay. I'm not stupid. Uh, but that's fine. That's all fine. that art stuff did, it was Dunkirk for me. Oh. Which I know we disagreed on. Which, again... Yeah, so exactly. It's Dunkirk for me. Like, I, you didn't get me to resonate at all, but man, did you make an incredibly well-made movie. That's, that's what it was for me. Okay. Which is why we disagree, because it was that for yeah. you guys, too. It was Dunkirk for you guys, too, right? <laughs> yeah. So I do disagree with you on Dune. Of but what I, what I do want to agree with you on and chime in on is something that I have probably said similarly in past years, but I feel like with the Oscars, one of my problems with it is, like... It seems like they pick people where once they've won something, um, you know, one of the big awards, all they have to do in future years is just yeah. do something and it gets nominated. Like Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Maybe. I know you weren't saying that, and I love Paul Thomas Anderson, but Licorice Pizza for me is a slighter movie of his, mm-hmm. and it's meant to be slighter. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be more like yeah. hang out and chill mm-hmm. and stuff, and it was just like, oh, he made Licorice Pizza, so he's going to get all these nominations. Right. Sorry. Well, yeah, and so like, uh, or like Lady Gaga, you know, an even more recent example, she won Best Actress, right? She did, right? For uh, she didn't. A Star is Born. Oh, she didn't win for A Star is Born. Okay. She didn't win, did she? I believe so. Somehow, I just let's feel like let's look okay. it up. Good. You can carry on. Either way, I feel like the A Star is Born year that became the thing of oh, if Lady Gaga does a movie now, we're gonna nominate her, and it's just like, but why? Or like Aaron Sorkin, all he has to do is make a movie. Um, so that's what I don't like because it never she feels. She did not win. Oh, okay. Because the song won. Who beat the it? song one at least. Okay, yeah, she yeah, wins yeah. for the song. Who who beats? Um, I'm trying to find it. Actress. Is it 2018? It's 2019 awards, which is usually the 2018 year. Okay. Okay. So that was Green Book, by the way. It was right. Olivia Coleman for the favorite. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Let's okay. go. Yeah, let's go. See, there's one where I am like, let's nominate her. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I just feel like Lady Gaga is one of those where, yeah, so it's just like now she's someone we want at the Oscars, so we're going to nominate her if she's in a movie during award season, no matter what the quality of that movie is. That has to somewhat factor into it, like the star, the cachet of having yeah. somebody back. You know? Yeah. And I think that, that was what was weird about Gucci to me, is just like, it was like Ridley Scott made a movie, it has all these big stars in it, it takes big swings. Let's nominate it for stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We have a lot of other things that probably do some of those things just as well. Anyway. Yeah, that, that's all I wanted to say is that the, that's what those movies are to me this year. Like the House of Gucci, um, the, uh, being the Ricardos, that, that's what they feel like is nomination just for previous clout alone, regardless of what this actual film even is. Sorkin, so, who so I love, I have... he big time benefits from that. If Sorkin shows up. His, like, writing, yeah. his writing, his writing. They don't director. They usually do, yeah. actually ignore him. He's, <laughs> one, of the, he's yeah. one of the few screenplays that you actually know, everybody knows who he is. He's yeah, yeah. Well I will say I have not seen The House of Gucci. I have seen uh, Being the Ricardos, and I I do think Kidman's uh, performance is very strong. I not my favorite movie that I've seen this year. Uh, I've been big on House of Gucci. I've been trying to get Chad to see it since it came out. Haven't made it to the theater to see it yet. Haven't done it myself. <laughs> haven't done it myself because I had no wingman. Chad let me down. <laughs> so Ooh, if, turn about any, fair play. Anyone's to blame, it's Chad. <laughs> but uh, so I'll, I'll refrain from comment on that one. I do think that the makeup, the I mean, for Jared, I think it's I've been impressed by what I've seen in that, and I I do think I think Chad, I don't know if it was on the recording or not, mentioning the bombastic nature of. These Leto. performances yeah, in Leto. Leto and, and Gaga. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So I don't know. I'll 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 wait to see where they land on my top ten. When I see nice. the the Did you have any that you were like, oh, I wish they wouldn't nominate it, but I know they probably um, will. I kind of do. I have a replacement for it, so maybe I should just do it. Um, so I specifically think because I I also looked at Gold Derby to see, kind of gauge where odds were at. Um, I saw the predictions for best supporting actor, and I wanted Bradley Cooper out of there for Licorice Pizza. Um, and he is out of the. He top was in five. like the top five, right? Oh, was he five? When four? I looked at today, no, no, I, I, I believe yeah. you. I, I just, I or it just might have been like six. Either I just way. assumed he fell out. Okay, it might have been like though six. I like, I laughed hard at everything that. Sure. He did. No, I, I thought he was great <laughs> in it, but I guess to me, I want the supporting acting categories to actually reflect like. Even though they're supporting, I want them to be there, you know, more or less throughout the movie. And I, his just felt like like a five minute guest spot showing oh, yeah. up in the movie, right? And I don't like when those get nominated for oh, no, wrong one. Um, for best supporting, where they just show up yeah, for a few minutes. Yeah, four. You're right. Yeah. So to me, that's ludicrous. Um, I'm gonna say if we are gonna put Bradley in, I would actually be much more okay with him being nominated for lead for Nightmare no, Alley. Um, I I don't know. I don't think I've talked about that movie on the podcast. I liked it. Definitely didn't love it more than anyone else really seemed to. But I thought one of the best parts of it was Bradley Cooper's performance. He carries it well. Um, I've I've always thought he's great. And he does some things in Nightmare Alley. It's kind of a different character than he's done in other great performances of his. So I'd be much more okay with him doing lead actor rather than supporting for showing up for five minutes and being hilarious in Licorice Pizza. But... For five minutes or whatever it actually was. You know? I, it's yeah. like five because yeah. I looked it up after because I was so like, holy cow, this is – I mean I don't I, I don't feel as strongly. But yeah, I mean it, I don't think he should be in there. Mm-hmm. But the, my only issue is just like if he got nominated – not issue, but my, the, I, my thing I need to admit is if he got nominated every time, I'd be like, oh, he was so funny. Sure. But it's like a bit. Yeah, it's exactly. like a bit, mm-hmm. exactly like like Jake said. In fact, there's a, a shot in the trailer where it's like breaking cars. It's not even in the movie. No, they cut it. <laughs> so he's. It's like if I looked up like shortest roles and stuff, and it would be one of the shortest ever mm-hmm. of any movie to get a nomination, and especially if he were to win, which he's not supposed to. But right, uh, yeah, very interesting, good one. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate that. Okay, let's jump into more positive. Um, like, here's what we think should get nominated. Let's have you start, Eric, because we, okay, we said a little more, especially so, me and my I'm rambling. pull up, because uh, I think this one's outside. I'm starting with animated. Oh, nice. And uh, cool. so my animated outside, probably not going to make it, but I've seen it about a million times because my kids love it. Uh, Sing 2. Oh, so yeah. I'd like to see it nominated. Um, Where do they have it now? Ranked. Uh, that's what I'm trying to pull up. I've got it currently seven. So okay. Gold Derby's got it seven with Encanto, Luca, Mitchells versus the Machines, Flea, Rhea, and Bell. And Bell, that's interesting. Is yeah. Bell in the five? Bell six. A six. Okay. Uh-huh. Then I want to jump in because I, for best animated, I'm going to fight for Bell, well, nice. which I actually saw this week. Yeah, um, just super interesting, uh, you know, anime movie, um, but has just this perfect. Perfectly surreal nature to it. It's funny. Um, it's ambitious. It tries to do a lot of things, and I, I feel like it hits most of them pretty well. Awesome. So that, that's mine. Just to piggyback yeah. off Eric. 
Um, Bell and Singh, if we can get them Which in. are six and seven, yeah. And the, I think um, the issue only is when we look at the list mm-hmm. is going, what's going to get kicked off? Yeah, yeah. Because I have heard, and I, you know, I can't even, my daughter watched Luca and she liked it and I fell asleep. Yeah, Not because Luca was bad. Luca was bad, but because I'm a tired old 41 <laughs> year old man. But Luca does seem to be cruising by more on Pixar's um, name mm, yeah, than okay, the sure. fact that everyone necessarily thinks it's better than particular. I think the locks are Encanto and the Mitchells versus the Machines. Uh-huh. I don't even think Flea's a lock because that's one that everyone thinks is great. It's a documentary that's also animated. <laughs> but sometimes, I mean, anim- the animation. Uh, branch they do sometimes zig and when you think they're gonna zag and everything um but flea is one of those that could fall because a lot of people haven't seen it or whatever yeah but then again bell is that same way right so Mm -hmm. you could you could see sing two sneaking in because a lot of people like my kids love sing two is great yeah Yeah. but it's also very much blockbuster animation (laughs) you know what i mean it's not doing some of the probably really cool things flea and bell uh, are doing as far as like different and stuff Mm -hmm. but Oh man, my daughter would love it if Sing Two got nominated. Right. She still tells me it's her favorite movie. <laughs> so you want to watch that again one day, Avery? Uh, yeah, Dad, it's my favorite movie. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> nice. Yep. Good one to start off with. Jake, you want? What do you got? Yeah, just throw one in. Yeah, throw one in. Um, let's see here. Oh yeah, I... so let's just uh, let's just formally say Academy nominate Sing Two and Bell. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll copy chat a little by just trying to go with the, the more likely, um, which I was actually, I was surprised how high up this was just outside of the top five. Um, but since I did just mention Drive My Car a little bit ago, uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi director. Um, could feasibly, it looks like, maybe get nominated for Best Director, which really surprised me. Um, the direction of that movie, it, it's more subtle, right? So it would be a boarding direction that's subtle, that has that deliberate pacing, that lets you sit for kind of a while in scenes um, and kind of let certain things sink in with you more. Um, so I really appreciated the style of that movie, and you, you probably know from listening over the years, as you have loyal listener, um, <laughs> you know that I'm always a loyal fan listener. of... Yeah, the, yeah, that I'm always a fan of... <laughs> Anything different getting in at the Oscars. So I just think anytime we can get especially a, uh, a foreign or just non-English speaking director into any category or, you know, the movies like that getting screenplay nominations, anything like that, I'm, I'm so there. Or, heaven forbid, best picture, like Parasite um, in, in 2019. I, I live for that stuff. So I'd love to see. So please drive my car for anything. You drive my car for anything, but yeah, yeah I thought it was aw- super cool to see Ryusuke Hamaguchi so high in the, uh, the odds for best director. So I'm like, let's just push him in. Let's do it. Did Jordan also watch Drive My Car? He didn't. I okay. went alone. I was yeah. curious. I don't I think he would say, like it. I know. That's why I asked. That's why I asked. Um, also, it is best director category where there is often that one final spot that just trips everybody out, like Thomas Vinterberg for another round. And then they've thrown a, a Maldivar in there multiple times. So it, I wouldn't be surprised if... Uh, Hamaguchi got a little bit of a push and it showed up as the fifth. Good. What Gucci we would all six. interpret as the yeah. fifth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. I have a little bit, uh, kind of an easy one. I mean, uh, like a, a chill one, but I've seen some people predict that this is in the top five, but on Gold Derby's odds, it's number seven. This is for best song. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Guns Go Bang by Kid Cudi and Jay-Z uh, from it's The Harder They Fall. It's a jam. Because The Harder They Fall also... Even though it had some support, it's fallen off of most everything else. Mm-hmm. And Best Song would give a chance for it to be represented. Also, it's the opening credits, and they're 
really good and stylish. Mm-hmm. It was also written by the director and Kid Cudi and Jay-Z, so it would allow James Samuel to get a little bit of recognition. Mm-hmm. And Kid Cudi's also conceivably going to be nominated for Don't Look Up, the song that he wrote with Ariana Grande and other people in Don't Look Up, which in my opinion is a much less good song (laughs) and is benefiting from the goodwill of the liberal-leaning Hollywood community, which like Don't Look Up, which takes aim at a lot of conservative things. Um, And I don't mind if Don't Look Up gets nominated. It's funny and it's fun. And he, he would get to perform regardless, but the stronger song to me is Guns Go Bang, which also just like sets up the way uh, The Harder They Fall is going to feel. It's like this opening scene and then right at the end of this opening scene, some crazy things happen and then there's a freeze frame and then the song starts and then there's these really stylish credits. And so it gives a chance of like, hey, a lot of people loved The Harder They Fall. Let's at least get Cuddy in there and Jay-Z in there and the director in there to celebrate what was a a very well-made movie. Um, that has fallen out of the of, of the main category. So, and it, and again, it's ranked seventh in the odds. And some people think it's a lock, but I've seen a lot of people who don't even have it in. Spe- but because they don't even have Beyonce, some people don't have Beyonce in there. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, Beyonce, come on, people are going to vote for Beyonce. Anyway, so best song, uh, Academy. Don't forget uh, Hamaguchi for best director and Cuddy, Jay Z, and James Samuel for best song. Um, I think we go to you, my friend. Okay. Do- to keep us... Either way, I'm, I'm dwindling, though. I think I have less remaining than you, probably. Ooh. I only have five left that I want to specifically yeah, mention, because I did good. piggyback off Eric's. Yeah, but, please. Um, all right, so I'll throw out one. Um, so we know, you know, hopefully, I think hopefully, I, these two probably don't feel this way at all. Hopefully for me, Kristen Stewart gets in for <laughs> Best Actress, so I, I didn't consider her to want, be one that's unlikely at all. Yeah. Um, but for Spencer, the movie... Um, I would love to see a cinematography nomination, and I, I saw that it wasn't really high up there. Um, there's been a lot of great cinematography this year, but I, I thought it was really remarkable in Spencer how well working with Kristen Stewart's performance, the cinematography makes you feel uncomfortable and claustrophobic and to empathize um, with her. And that's really all that movie is, is just trying to feel what she's feeling. There's very little that happens in the way of plot. Um, so I, I thought the cinema, cinematography was key to that. Um, so I, I'd love to see it get in, but uh, when I looked at the odds, wasn't there. So. Who shot it? Do you know? Great question. Um, oh, sorry. I don't remember it I being. I mean to put you on. No, I don't remember it being a name that I knew, but I might be wrong. You uh, find it? No, I, yeah, I'll look it up. Okay. Um, I'm sure I don't know who it is. I just assumed that you like it. Like, yes, it's. No, this, I should have. I absolutely should have looked up. Person that you knew that you know what I mean. Yeah. It totally could be. Let's see. Claire Maton. She's French. I don't know how to say her last name. But it looks oh, like yeah. she shot Spencer. Oh, cool. She also shot Portrait of a Lady on Fire a couple oh, years ago. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I, Atlantics. And Atlantics. Did you guys see Atlantics? No. Mm-hmm. Really well shot. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. That'd be fun. Yeah. Even I, I've not seen Spencer, but uh, I support uh, recognizing new people who have been doing good work, but maybe not as... Well-known work. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Plus, women cinematographers, I feel like, are still quite at the rarity. At yeah, the, Oscars, the Power so. of the Dog, I think, I'm pretty sure was shot by Good. a woman, and okay. she's most likely going to get nominated. Good. Okay, so my second one is a bit a bit of a, not a cheat, but, like, it's a movie that um, they have just outside the top five, top ten in a lot of categories. And um, 
just because there were so many that it was close on, I just, if it sneaks in on any of these, I think it'd be great. And that's Pig, uh, directed by Michael Sarnowski and starring Nicolas Cage, mm-hmm. which Gold Derby has the director at 21, best picture for Pig at 18, best supporting actor for uh, Wolf, Nat, Nat, is that his first name? Wolf? Nat Wolf? Nat, or Alex. Well, there's, they're twins. There's two of them. I don't know no, which no, one's I know. Pig. Oh, you don't know which one's in Pig. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just assumed that you knew. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I, I think it's thought they're the same I think person. It's He's 13. Nicolas Cage is ranked 10th. And the screenplay is ranked 10th. So all of them, a fair amount outside of... No, I didn't think they were the same person. I was asking which one it was. <laughs> it's the one from Jumanji. <laughs> okay. No, that still doesn't help me. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I don't Jumanji. think they know the one from Hereditary. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, if it snuck in in any category, I think it'd be really cool um, because I don't think it's like doped out odds-wise to even get one nomination. Um, but you can see that it's within the realm of possibility for multiple. So even if it just snuck in for one, especially if it was Nicolas Cage or the screenplay, uh, which both of which are, are pretty great, I think that'd just be really fun. And kind of recognize a lot of people, like on Metacritic, the aggregate list is like ranked ninth on the whole year. Um, and I just think it'd be cool to something that was so critically well received to sneak in there, especially because a lot of people haven't seen it, and you can see it on Hulu uh, if you want. So yeah, pig in in any category really. Nice, Eric. What's something you? Oh, so guys, nominate pig for anything, and also uh, Claire Mathon or Maton yeah. uh, for shooting Spencer. Pig, you gotta check that out. Uh, so scores. Uh, music, yeah. with music. Um, Johnny Greenwood did three this year, by the way. Really crazy, yeah. I'm and, looking up the. And they think he might he might get in there twice. Really. Power of the Dog, Spencer, I think. Mm-hmm. And then um, Licorice Pizza. Nice. Did all three. Yeah. Um, the one I wanted to do a shout out for was Candyman. So. Oh yeah. Love me some Candyman. I think the eerie tone that is set. Be fun to see it. I think it's like fourteen ish. I think so it was ten. Was it? Yeah. Wait for what? Score for score. Oh, cool! Yeah. I didn't notice that on the list. I thought That's it was awesome. further down than that. But well, um, because I may bring it up later for a different category, and okay. so I, I searched in the page. Me too. So and I was like, "Hey!" And then it wasn't the one that I was gonna say. It okay. was uh, score. Oh, score. Okay, so score. Yeah, you got the front runners: uh, Power of the Dog, Dune, French Dispatch, Don't Look Up, Parallel Mothers. Oh yeah, the other one I liked. Oh, you're right. Fourteen. Six was Encanto. I'd like to. I wouldn't mind oh, seeing yeah, that. Oh yeah, that'd be too. cool. That'd be cool. And it was but, a a woman uh, who scored it, which again. Uh-huh. In any category, it just doesn't happen enough unless it's exactly. designated as a female category. But Candyman is, yeah, 14. You're right. Yeah, you were so. totally right, 14. That's my bad. Um, but yeah, I just think it sets the tone. You don't get a lot of love for those scary movies and whatnot, so that was my nice. memo. Please. Love it. Please yeah, it. nominate it there. Candyman. Yeah. Um, I'll do my next one, and it's combination, so that helps. Okay. Because um, it's two actors that I thought were great. Um, one of which got a Golden Globe nomination and that gave me hope and then I, he's not like on anything else. He's ranked 13th. That's Anthony Ramos from In the Heights mm-hmm. who I just thought was like the best thing in that movie. I like In the Heights mm-hmm. but I thought he helped the movie transcend and initially I think there was a little bit of a push and I think even when we talked about it way back I said I know he probably won't but I'd love it if he did. They still have him in that top 15. Okay. When he got the Golden Globe nomination I was ecstatic like oh maybe that means there's some buzz and then n- not really any other recognition. So that made me a little bit sad. And then a movie that I watched last night uh, which is called Nine Days oh. stars Winston Duke and Winston Duke uh, most people have shouted him out as one of the best performances of the year. I was happy to see even Gold Derby has him within the top 30 but they have him way down at 28. Um, yeah, but so. it, he basically like carries that movie. 
um, and has to really give you a sense of, because it's, it's this like, not supernatural movie, but like, a, uh, that's the best I can do. It's, it's like about souls coming to earth a lot and he has to kind of decide who's going to come to earth and he has to give you a lot. Like what's he deciding? He used to be a, a he used to live, you know, and has mm-hmm. passed on. So he's bringing all of that. And then the angst over trying to decide who's going to get this, who's this soul that's going to go to earth. Like there's a lot going on with the script and he just grounds it on this really, really sensational performance. So, um, I always love when something get, surprisingly gets nominated. I don't necessarily think it's going to be Anthony Ramos or um, Winston Duke, unless it is Academy members. Then, so I've got yeah. to piggyback on that because I had Anthony Ramos as one of mine yeah. because I thought he he carries the movie. He's he so helps, good. He He's magnetic. Them. He really is. Yeah. Um, and with that, I wanted to add in my acting category would be Simon Rex. I really liked his work in yeah. Red Rocket. And so, he's on the he's cusp. A, a lot of people are like, maybe, but usually Sean Baker gets he's... ignored ultimately. Yeah. <laughs> Willem Dafoe made I don't, it and I then don't didn't think win. he's going to get it. But Willem I really Dafoe will. got nominated and was like, yes, Florida yeah. Project. And then he lost when yeah. everyone thought he was going to win. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. No, he's, he's, he's great, though. When Chad sees it, he'll like it. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? When Chad sees it, he'll like it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Simon Rex, yeah. I, I've heard uh, there's a lot of like, uh, he brings a lot of lived in this like from his own life to that performance of just like a world weariness that yeah you know yeah, cool all right yeah you hit it up i'm not even sure okay. of the order anymore we're just jumping sure, yeah so we'll just, just jumping yeah uh i'm gonna cheat a little bit and include a movie i haven't seen yet whoa um, but i plan mm. to see i'm so i'm doing this more for house of gucci, <laughs> yeah. house of gucci every category please. <laughs> um no so um and this is again one where I saw it was in in the realm approaching the realm of possibility. So I wanted to throw out um, Parallel Mothers for original screenplay. Nice. I plan to see this movie soon. Um, I had not seen the movie Pain and Glory when we did our best of twenty nineteen. Um, I since saw it in the last year or so, and it, it was a really profoundly moving and um, fascinating movie to me. That's just you know really. Um, down to earth and um, just smartly observed about people living their lives and does some really cool thematic things with the main character. So, um, knowing that, knowing that I, based on that one movie, am a fan of Pedro Almodovar. Um, I just love also his existence. You know, he's this. Um, he's in his seventies. He's a, a gay Spanish director and just like um, puts out these movies that get tons of critical acclaim. And I know you mentioned he sometimes gets thrown in at the uh, yeah, Oscars. Yeah, I think he's gotten one or two, um, maybe even best director nominations. Okay, I'll good, look it up. Good. Um, but yeah, I'm just all for that uh, representation, and I I will be shocked if I don't like Parallel Mothers. The trailer looks great to me. The story sounds interesting, so I'm gonna put it in there. Parallel Mothers by Pedro Almodovar for best original screenplay. I um, I one of my small. I have a ton of gaps in my movie going and movie watching. Of course, in my life. People who are known and people who are loved and all this stuff um, that I've never seen. It's just one. He's been nominated once. Okay. For, for Pain and Glory? Um, talk to her. Oh, okay. It was saying, Hable uh, con uh, and I need to make sure for a minute that I... And he won for writing that screenplay. Oh, good. The same okay. year that he was nominated good. for directing it. Um, and Amaldovar is one of the ones that I like. I, have not, I don't think I've seen any of his... And I'm like, oh, you got to see his stuff to myself. And I just haven't done it yet just because of time and stuff. And I haven't gone back. And Is uh, Pain and Glory with uh, 
Uh, um, Antonio Medeiros? Yes, thank you. Antonio it is, Medeiros. and he's fantastic in it, yeah. All of a sudden, I couldn't remember his name, because he's been in a lot of right. Maldivar's movies mm-hmm. through, through the years. So has Penelope Cruz. Yeah. Uh, who was in Tucker, I'm pretty sure. And cool. Harlow Mothers. Nice. Yeah, yes, so. of course, mm-hmm. of course. All right, Eric, you want to hit us up? Yeah, let's jump over. And yeah, he's definitely he's. Uh, it's like if he makes a movie, like it's in the Oscar talk, which is okay. rare for a yeah. foreign, which is rare for a foreign, even though he's only been nominated twice. Right, that it, he's at least yeah in yeah. the conversation. <clears throat> yep, yep. Good. Okay, let's go. Let's go costume design. So oh I'm gonna yeah, go costume let's go. design. And this Love one's it. out by another good margin. I want to say I gotta find the spot. Unless you have it pulled up there faster than I do. Uh, costume design? Costume design. I mean, design. like, here it is, but I don't know which one you have. It's Cruella Run Dune, the top, yeah. Gucci, West Side Story, Nightmare Alley, Spencer, Cyrano, French Dispatch, Licorice Pizza. I don't know. Yeah, so one. I've got... Um, Lost Daughter. Mine is Last Night in Soho. Last Night in Soho, I'm number 14. I, I thought costume design and that um, being integral to the story and... Um, just kind of that throwback, uh, the feel of the movie. I think it really sets the stage. I think it's really fun. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that was IMDb for you. <laughs> I need to uh, mute that. Let's make that happen. <laughs> um, especially because she's in fashion uh-huh. in Last Night in Soho. Yeah. And so they have to kind of pay attention to that because you need to establish that world. I was trying to look up who did it. Yeah, that would be good. Um, just, I'm sure none of us know their name. Uh-huh. Um, but I just wanted to see who it was so we could give the shout-out. I mean, if the Academy's going to listen to us, we want to make sure the name's out there. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Odile Dix Moreau. Mm. Or Odile. Wow. She's older. She did Brooklyn. Nice. Hey. And an education. Um, the Constant Gardener. Oh, yeah. Lots of Oscar bait costume design in the there past. Very cool. Yep. Nice. I love that one. That's a small one. That's a, yep. I hope. And, and she's right there, right on the outside, but possibly. Let's see. Um, okay, I'm going to hit a Best Actress, and this is, uh, she had a lot of buzz when the movie came out. I, this is Ridley Scott's other movie, The Last Duel, um, which is a story of a woman in like the 13th century who says that a man raped her. And uh, they tell the story from her husband's perspective, and then the um, assaulter or rapist's perspective, and then her perspective. And the whole movie hinges on Jodie Comer being sensational. And I, it's probably, of all the ones we're going to name, the one I'm most flabbergasted because she had a lot of buzz when it first came out and everyone shouted out her performance as being like this. And it's 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, so most people at least said, hey, it's worth seeing. And she has just completely fallen out of the conversation. And it makes me really sad. She's ranked number 35. She will not get a nomination. And it is one of the best female performances I saw this year, if not the best. It's full of subtlety and nuance. And she has to tell so much with just the way she moves and inflects. And then she has to be subtly different in each of the three stories. So does everyone else. And they all are fine. Um, But she had to believe in this story too because there's like – there's a rape scene they show twice and so at some point, I'm sure they asked, I hope they asked the actress's <laughs> yeah. opinion on if we should be showing this multiple times. Um, and she is absolutely sensational. And it, it is a travesty that she won't get a nomination, in my opinion. And so I just really wanted to shout it out on the podcast because there's, there's really no chance at this point as far as the critical push and where everyone is seen. And she hasn't been involved in these precursor awards or anything. And it's absolutely 
stupid, in my opinion, that she's at least not talked about on the same level, even if people are like, oh, she's ultimately out, that they're not throwing her in that conversation. So Academy members, if you still have a ballot, think about Jodie Comer in The Last Duel because it's been showing on HBO Max. So I'm hoping a lot more people have watched it. Maybe that, that's going to infuse her possibly. Buzz. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So Last Duel, Jodie Comer. How about you, Jake? We'll just you know, we'll just go roundy round, yeah. All right. Well, I've got a best actress as well. So beautiful. Um, yeah, that, I'm. That was the actress. That was Jodie Comer, best actress. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think they they mm-hmm. touted her in that as opposed to supporting because it really yeah. is her story. Even though they're the the other three gentlemen, uh, mm-hmm. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and uh, Adam Driver. Okay. It's really ultimately about her living in that society and dealing with you know extreme misogyny, much worse than anything of the last you know. As far as I, and then having the courage to stand up and do something like that. Okay. I actually, I don't know. I know we've already spent a few minutes on it. I haven't seen that movie yet. Part of the reason why I, I didn't, or that it didn't super interest me, is it seemed like it was a story about rape what, and accusations of rape, but that it was just about the men and not about her. That's how yeah. the trailer made it look to me. Yeah, yeah. And like the men fighting about it. And yeah. so that was really off-putting to me. Mm-hmm. Can you make the case that the movie's better than that? Um, you already kind of did with describing her performance. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I would say like, all I can say is, you're both right and not right at the same time okay. because yes, that's part of the issue, but she's always in the story and okay. part of what elevates the movie, because I just thought it was good, not great, but part of what elevated it was the fact that she does such a sensational job that she pulls it back to her okay. like it should be. Mm-hmm. Not because it's showy, but because we should be only caring about her. Right. And ultimately, I wish the movie had more to say about her, okay. but it's through no fault of, of the actress right. who, who did her dangness. I, I, if you didn't watch it, you'd probably be okay. Okay. But she's so good that that's the only reason I'd say, hey, if you can catch it sometime just to see how great she is, that would be the biggest thing. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I love her in Killing Eve, so yeah. I'm sure I love her in this movie as well. Um, cool. Well, my best actress plug um, is I didn't think I would have to. Um, I, I'm actually really sad that Rachel she's not. Zegler. No, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was trying to guess. <laughs> I know. No, Alana Haim. I just, oh, I yeah. thought she really did carry licorice pizza. Hmm. Um, She's great. That's a, it seems like a risk, right? She's never acted before. I mean, neither, it sounded like neither had a Cooper, Cooper Hoffman. Hoffman. Um, but I just think she's what I love to see in a best, you know, performance nomination. Um, or at least I love to see at least one sneak in like this where it's someone who's never acted before and then they just knock it out of the park and can like, yeah, be a main character um, be hilarious, emotional, all of these things we need out of acting, and, and they just get it right the first time. Um, I thought she was super magnetic and so fun to watch the entire movie. So I, I know you mentioned as well, those performances were a lot of what powered it for you, for the love you do have for it, despite the weirdness at the end. So um, I, I would love to see her nominated, and I was really shocked when I pulled up the odds to see that she's probably, she's not really in the talks. I mean, I think she's like 10th out of uh, yeah, ten. in the 10, so... And Rachel Zegler, the reason I had guessed that is only because she moved out too. They have her eighth. Okay. So we have eight and ten to perform. And I know Rachel Zegler's young and it's a musical and stuff, but they were both. They just, yeah, anyway. A a, a sneaky, a subtle sneaky thing about licorice pizza, even though, as we've mentioned, there are lots of concessions and things when when we've been discussing it, Jake and I, is that. Uh, Alana Heim's family all plays her family. <laughs> her sisters and her parents play her parents and her sisters. Yeah. And they're like all really good. Yeah. I mean, most of them aren't in it that much besides Alana Heim. But the, like, it's actually like a, an incredible thing that Paul Thomas Anderson did because they're like great and funny and yeah. quirky. And the lived inness of them being a family, you feel it in the way that they treat each other. I was like really tickled by. 
Because I waited till the end because I was like, even the parents. And then at the end, I saw their yeah. names. Hi, and I'm like, I knew it. And all their names are just their names. They like, Almana, yeah. Danielle, and what's the, uh, Esty. 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 Yeah. Yes. Esty. Yeah, very funny. Yeah. And weird. But like cool. Like it was one of the coolest things. It was like, screw it. Give them the same name. Have them all play the family and we'll just use that. And like there, there's a lot of quirky greatness with when that family's together. Totally. Eric, what do you got? Okay, I've got a... Uh, so nominate nine. Alana Haim and yes. Jodie Comer yeah. and Rachel Zegler, you cowards. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know there aren't enough spots for all of those people. Okay, I'm ready for keeping with the actress. I'm going to go supporting actress. And this is just outside on the bubble here. Yeah. Uh, Marley... Matlin. Matlin. Yep. So bring her back. Get her in there again. Uh, I, I, I think she won in She the has 80s, won. Yeah, right? she did win. She won... Uh, what was it? Uh, Children of a Lesser God. Yes. I believe. Yep. First nomination, and she got it at like 20, 21 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, she's so. pretty young. It's like 87 or something, right? Yeah. So, haven't seen that, but... Uh, 87? Um, oh, I'm good. <laughs> so, she's just outside... What is uh, she from, Eric? Just to make sure... Coda. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I knew, but... Yep, yep. She is deaf, if you guys did not know. Mm-hmm. Marley Matlin and the Children of Deaf Adults. Yep. Children so, of Deaf Adults. Yeah, that's right, right? Yeah. Or Child of Deaf Adults. Child of Deaf Adults. Yeah. Because the main character is not deaf in Coda, but her yeah. parents and brother are. Yeah, so uh, that being a really important part. And she's she's been in a lot of different things with her winning previously. Mm-hmm. And, um, awesome. I was just impressed by her, her uh, performance in the movie and just being in that deaf community. I think, um, yeah, I'd like to see a nomination. I think it'd be really cool to see her back, back there. Yeah. Um, supporting actress. Yeah, the performances in Coda are fantastic mm-hmm. did you no i want to yeah i definitely should if you get a chance mm-hmm. he i mean he could win i think I he didn't could know win. that troy i didn't Kotzer know that plays, marley mountain plays her mom and troy kotzer plays her dad i thought he was great oh he's so good <laughs> I mean, yeah the because the, there's some formulaic stuff to coda for sure um but the movie like 100 percent overcomes it all like yeah. it ends and as a as someone who tries to look at movies critically mm-hmm. i'm like i have to acknowledge the formula of this mm-hmm and also that it just didn't matter yeah. because everyone's so dang good. And uh, it just tells such an interesting story that when they hit those familiar beats, who cares? Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. yeah, nice. No, I'm glad you brought that up. That'd be awesome if she snuck in too. What, yeah. where, where do they have her ranked? Six. She's right there. Because mm-hmm. if you had the two of them both representing the really deaf cool. community, that'd be so awesome. That'd be wild. Yeah, that would. Um, all right, are you almost... I have two more I'm going to mention. Oh, yeah. Then go for it. I think we'll be okay. Okay. Um, so Chad's going to hate this. Nah, it's cool. Um, I, uh, this House is... of Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best picture. No, is this it, is, is it Dune? Because like, Dune's fine, man. I'm not... Well, Dune's got it already. I don't need to plug oh, for Dune, I, No, right? I thought it was going to be something else in Dune. <laughs> Sorry, like Timmy uh-huh. Chalamet or Oscar Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> Still in Skarsgård. I thought you were going to go really weird. We're dude go should get it. Um, no, I've got a best picture plug. Um, and this movie is by no means all spoil now. It's not like my number one movie of the year or anything. Um, but I would really dig something like The Green Knight getting in for best picture. Oh, nice. I don't hate you. Okay. Over like, a, again, and haven't seen these, but something like a King Richard or a Belfast, which both I know are like critically acclaimed and all that. But when I see those trailers, I'm like, yeah, but like you exist for the Oscars, right? Whereas I need to pause this for a minute. I really need in a minute, maybe right at the end to hear where Belfast went wrong for you. Just because I don't know. We'll, we'll come back to it. Okay. okay we'll come yeah, back to it. We gotta, we still go with, uh, go with Green Knight. 
I know I expressed excitement at some point. It's just like you did. I don't know. Yeah, and and I'm confused just because it seems like it's up your alley in my mind, Mm -hmm. but it feels Oscar Beatty. Is that why you've started? I think like maybe honestly, I don't. I I derailed this guy. He's going to talk about the Green Knight in just a minute. Okay, I feel like maybe (laughs) we're making him defend himself. Yeah. Well, I was just surprised. (laughs) I haven't even seen Belfast yet. I'm going to see it before we do our top ten. But that of the ones you named at the beginning, like eh, eh, like. Because you were like, well, yeah, yeah, and that was third. And I was like, oh, like I would have thought. Yeah, I, feel like I, was the, I feel like I was This the is a conversation lowest. we had before, but I was shocked. I was the like, lowest on you this You had movie. brushed up, see, come on, come on, and Red Rocket. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Belfast was just tacked on for, and then, so then I just, it's kind of like, I just want to know. I know. And, and I know you guys only have kind of context, but they have enough now. Yeah. Yeah. I think just like, maybe what snowballed for Belfast in my mind was like, I don't know if it was a comment I saw on the internet, if it was my own thought, but at some point it popped in like, that's kind of just like a Roma ripoff where it's just like, oh, like director doing their own childhood in uh-huh. black and white. Sure. Um, and I mean, like, it made me think of Roma immediately. Yeah. But I have positive feelings toward that. So I was like, oh, if you do it well. I know. Sure. Do it well. Right. I guess like, yeah, I guess I just, and no one's communicated urgency to me to see sure. it. Like, sure. I don't know anyone that's seen it in real life. And like, yeah. So, and I Valid. also think the initial, the initial critical response was a lot stronger. And then I kind of watched it like. Not go, like, far down, but down to kind of more the level of just, like, this is good as opposed to, like, you've got to see Belfast. Sure. And I think when I first expressed excitement, I'd read a few, like, you've got to see Belfast. And then more and more opinions came out, and it was like, yeah, I'm, I'd see it if it was, like, you know, sure, in the sure. theater I usually go to. It's just like, yeah. yeah. Is that, I'd say before you he goes see, into Green I'd say Night, you what see. about Come On, Come On? Um, that seems even more up your alley yeah, to me. want to see it, just hasn't been nearby. Okay, cool. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Green Knight. Green Knight, yeah, just because it is so weird and different. 39 on Best Picture. Green Knight? Mm-hmm. Right, so it's definitely not going to get in. Um, I agree with what you said, that the movie hinges on you understanding the Arthurian legend stuff. Um, so I liked it more after doing research afterward, because I was kind of like, huh. Like, um, when it did, you know, end, um, when I saw it. And it does, yeah, it feels a little long. It kind of meanders into ways where... Uh, I like where it ends kind up thematically. Kind yes. <laughs> <laughs> It is literally just meandering yeah, the okay. entire time. Just meanders. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it ties it up thematically okay at the end. It kind of meanders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I like what it does thematically. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I just, but I like the weirdness. I like David Lauer from what I've seen between yeah, me too. this and A Ghost Story. Me too. Um, so would I would love- be excited about whatever he put next, even though I was a lot lower on Green Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Lowry put something out again, I'm there. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know I mean? oh, yeah. Good. Okay, so I got to piggyback on because I had Green Knight for cinematography. Oh, I'd nice. Really see it. See, and I would love that. I'd love to see I it. I would have no qualms. Okay. It's it, gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Like, Especially the scene snow. with those huge naked giants. Just <laughs> The movie's weird. But the cinematography is incredible. For the record, Chad's in the naked giants. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I hope you know that the sarcasm in that was that scene was one of the most baffling things I've seen in any movie ever that has so much critical acclaim. Like, what the heck Chad, is happening? Just go with this. And they just have like, show up, and then they just move on. I'm like, you could have cut that, Lowry. Arthurian or not, no, you could have cut never, that. You never cut the naked giants. You gotta yeah. cut the naked giants. I'm gonna get a shirt that says that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Cinematography. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cinematography. cinematography. I, I just thought Green Knight. I, it would be fun to see Green Knight show up a couple times or anywhere, really. Yeah. Well, in the cinematography, like, I feel like that's what... It was one of the first movies that I remember going to reviews afterwards and seeing multiple critic reviews that were high on it that literally said, 
we didn't understand it. <laughs> like I rarely have that happen. They'll pretend or at least knew more than me. Yeah. And I read multiple after because I was like, I got to see what these people, I'd be like, oh yeah, it's right. and this and that and this. I don't know what it was about. I'm like, what? Then how are you? And you, and you guys know if you've listened a lot, right? That our lone listener, our, our loyal yeah. listener, as, as our uh, lone Jake said earlier. loyal listener. <laughs> the majority of mine, like I love all that other stuff, but it hinges on theme for me. Like if it resonates for me, and does all the other things, that's when it moves into the high category. And I, almost nothing resonated with me in The Green Knight, yeah. Okay. The, no the art giants. part did, the <laughs> acting part did, but as far as story, like, I couldn't attach to anything. Like, when you show The Naked Giants, like, dude, you lost me already, and now you're, like, losing me more, like, wandering into the wilderness. So I would, I, it wouldn't make me mad if it got a Best Picture nomination. I'd love it if it got a cinematography nomination. Andrew, Is it really far down on cinematography? It's actually only at seven. That'd be awesome. So it's in the... Because Andrew, then it just gets in the conversation. It's Andrew like, yeah. Droz Paul. Paul? Well, has he done other stuff? I don't know. Look him up. Other David Andrew Lowry, maybe? He says Ghost Story. There you go. Let's go. Yeah. So you're really, sorry, just Green Knight. You're Please. not there for anything of as far as like the whole just, you know, what does it mean to be... Um, you know, called as a hero, or what if you're just straight up not good enough, sure. or, you know, who no, should be called as a hero? Your, your question makes great sense. I didn't feel like they explored those things in any way that was, like... Relevant to... Or interesting. Okay. Because a lot of the meandering, mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to lock into this story about not being a hero or whatever. Mm -hmm. And not to harp on this, but since we've been making jokes about it, but you're sitting here looking at these naked giants and I just don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or the dude comes, the dude's coming who steals stuff. And I just didn't feel like it, a lot of those things added anything to this theme that you were supposedly, I wasn't following it. It didn't seem like he was getting more mature. It didn't seem, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like what you were saying is like, here's what they were exploring. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I could pull out the coming of age stuff, the calling as a hero, okay. the ultimately getting there. But all of those things were explored in ways that were very inert to me and not relatable. Fair. Yeah, that, okay. I appreciated the question. And I, I want to be very clear, I didn't hate The Green Knight. It just, when it ended, I thought like, oh, you seemed you want to want to keep us all at a distance the whole time. And yeah. I wanted to be involved. I wanted to like cheer and be excited and, and be like, oh, wow, now we're seeing change. And instead it was like episode, 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 episode. Hey, I said something about not being called as a hero. Like, no, you didn't. Okay. You didn't say that. Like, you tried to have Deb Patel say it and you tried to have the cinematography <laughs> say it. But that, for me, I know, I know yeah. we disagree, but like uh -huh. that's where it was, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I don't uh, like being kept at a distance and I just felt like it purposefully wanted to be um, un, un, um, sorry, like a, not easy to follow. Like, we're going to make you, I'm okay if I have to work. Mm -hmm. Like, we're going to make you work and you're still not going to know <laughs> what, what, how you're supposed to take this thing. Like, hey, I'm okay if I have to work and I loved looking at your movie and I watched Deb Patel freaking yeah. chat with somebody in a chair. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, I still had a positive experience at the movies, but I really wanted it to be better. Okay. We're just going off on tangents yeah. now, but that's what we do. <laughs> it's 57 do. minutes and you're still here, then you love it, baby. Yeah. You love it. Okay, I'll do this one quick because my love for this person is well, is well known. And he just got a DGA nomination for first-time director, which is really cool, which is Lin-Manuel Miranda. Mm. He's not going to get nominated for Tick, Tick, Boom. And this was one where um, I love the guy, but I didn't expect him to be so good. And, and you heard me talk about Tick, Tick, Boom before. And I think, yes, it's more subtle direction in that you don't get a lot of cinematography things and you don't necessarily get a lot of style, but there's more style than I ever expected and a lot of great editing stuff. Mm -hmm. And I felt like he did an incredible job in the background of them deciding what songs to include and not to include and switching order with the writer who might get nominated. They have him right outside, Stephen Levinson, who also wrote Dear Evan Hansen this year. He's like right outside. Some people think he might get, he got a Writer's Guild mm -hmm. nomination, but they split. 
Oh no, they split. Duh, duh. That was just adapted and original. So he got a Writers Guild nomination, which mm-hmm. a lot of people thinks for Stephen Levinson. Uh, man, I would have loved it if the love for Lin Manuel could have snowballed into him possibly being. And here's the thing: there's no one on the list that I think should be in there. I, I realize he won't get nominated. Directing, you're saying? Yeah, I mean, there are all the people up there have done a great job and have and have handled maybe in some cases like even Dune. Denis, oh, what did he handle? There's so much, right? That he had to corral as a director. And this is a much smaller movie. It's much more intimate. I just wish the love for it. And I love that he got the first-time director DGA nomination. So did Michael Sarnowski for doing Pig. Like, I'm like, oh, sweet. There's some recognition for those guys. Um, but it would have been cool if he could have. And his, and his Oscar may eventually come for something like writing Dos Oruguitas for um, Encanto. Mm-hmm. Or, and he produced Tick, Tick, Boom, which I don't, it's not going to win Best Picture, but it might get nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been cool if the love for Lin-Manuel could have translated to the possibility of a nomination. Now I'm at peace with it, mm-hmm. but I would love it if he somehow snuck in. Yeah, I'll be quick on this too. I'll piggyback into that though. I really thought the editing in Tick Tick Boom so was solid, and yeah. it's outside. It's outside of the. But where? Close. Uh, pull it up. Yeah, I'm no, here. I can grab it. I can grab it because that's something that I don't notice very much. Uh huh. And I thought in, I usually in don't Tick either. Tick Boom. I feel like it. It, it calls attention, but not in the way where it's like, I'm trying to be showy. Mm-hmm. But you're like, ooh, I love the way but you use that and back to that enough. and back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 11, so within the realm. It's within It won't probably, but right there within the realm of possibility. Yeah. It would just be fun to see it get recognized because it is, I think it caught me off guard. How good how that stuff. entertaining was. it was. Yeah. You know? yeah, that's yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, you got one, one last one? Yeah, one more. Uh, wait, think... how many more do you have, Eric? Uh, one or two. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. we're good. Okay. Well, I think we're going to hear more about this from you as well, but um, I would like to plug for the Adapted Screenplay Award, or I guess nomination, for Candyman. That's mine too, so you say okay. it and I'll say. Okay. Yeah, I mean... Okay. Um, it's not even on the list. Yeah. Ridiculous, in my opinion. Go on. Okay, I didn't really know, even as a horror fan, I didn't really know what Candyman was before this. Um, I guess, I'm going to actually use some, did you see the new Scream? I have not. Okay, I'm going to use some terminology from the new Scream. As, as a requel, basically, you know, where it's kind of <laughs> I heard a, about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, and I still haven't seen, I think it's the original from the 90s of yeah. Candyman. So yeah. I, so I actually I. can't speak enough to know on how many of those themes were already there as part of the Candyman, you know, story or universe or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it probably wasn't there that much in the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I'm talking about is the idea that this, um, this new Candyman... Yeah, takes this, you know, horror, I guess, IP or, or whatever, but makes it about, you know, makes all these statements about class and race, um, so explores all these things through, fa- through fascinating conversations and metaphors throughout the movie. Movie, which, all, which is also just a really solid horror movie. Um, on top of that, you know, it, it is truly elevated horror, um, to use another scream term. And uh, I, uh, I just thought it was super underseen and underrated a little bit like I feel like not many people have talked about it as the year has gone on um it's and, and we I we've talked about this maybe not on the podcast I it doesn't quite transcend to the level of like a get out necessarily um but I think the pieces are all there and so interesting enough that I would love to see this get nominated for for the work that it's doing taking something yeah like a kind of obscure horror movie from the 90s and totally revamping it to be relevant and interesting I, uh, every single thing he said, I couldn't agree with more. I had it on Best Adapted, and it's not even on the list. The not only thing it on. shows up for is score. 
Yeah. And, I, and I'll be honest, it's probably one of the things I'm most sad about this year because for me, it did transcend to like the level of a get out. Oh, good, good. Yeah, for me, it did transcend to like the level of a get out. I knew you'd like um, it. I, I adore Candyman. And the fact that it doesn't show up at all is just mind-boggling to me huh. besides score, which I love that you brought up. That's why I love that you brought it up earlier. Um, because to me, it's a no-brainer for Best Adapted Screenplay. Not necessarily that it has to be in those top five, uh -huh. but that it's a no-brainer that we should be talking uh, about what a great job. It's Nia DaCosta yeah. and Jordan Peele who wrote it, if I remember mm -hmm. correctly. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he was right. the credited screenwriter okay. with her, the director. And we could be, we could be him again, giving him kind of that, that love for doing what he's been doing. And then recognizing a black woman, Nia DaCosta, for what she did. I, I'm very... I'm, I didn't realize how much Candyman had fallen out of the conversation to not even be listed in some of these 50, 60. Because mm -hmm. even Yahya Abdul-Mateen could be listed at 70 sure. on these. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. No, but I mean, I thought he was great. But I'm just saying, like, you'd think someone would be like, yeah, we'll throw him in at 100 to 1 odds or whatever. And all it shows up for his score. And the one that most likely to me would have been Best Adapted Screenplay because it just does such a great job mm -hmm. of doing what Get Out did which, did, which is doing genre filmmaking but saying so many other really interesting things yeah. um, at the same time. There's some other technical elements too, like editing. Yeah, it's so it's well done. I'm, I'm, like, I'm not angry about it because I understand this is how the season goes. Mm -hmm. um, but just even, even if it were just you know, 16 on screen yeah. or whatever, I'd be like, okay, good, cool. Yeah. We're, we're recognizing some really thoughtful – I'm so glad that you had it on there and that you brought it up because it's just a chance to say one more time that, that Candyman was underseen and yeah. underrated. Yeah. So best adapt screenplay, guys. If you want to really surprise the academy, surprise the you know the world, nominate Nia DaCosta and, and Jordan Peele. Cool. My Eric. last my last real one is uh, supporting actor, and this one's right on the cusp. Um, you guys haven't seen it, but Belfast, Jamie Dornan. Um, he's number six currently, so odds are. Maybe he squeaks in. I don't yeah, know. early on in the initial awards, he was always included, higher, and then yeah. it seems like he maybe moved down off. just a little bit. Has him dropping on this currently, but yeah, yeah, I think uh, I enjoyed Belfast, and I thought a big part of why I enjoyed it was his um, presence. He's, he's the dad. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's the dad. Um, he's in it quite a bit, um, and I know there's Belfast getting some other love with Catriona Balf, especially uh -huh. the Outlander woman. Yep. She's like considered a lock by most people. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. She's in Best Actress, or is she supporting also? I don't know. And, well, there's another supporting actor. Uh, yeah, the other guy. I Syrian Hines. Syrian. Yeah. Or Syrian, maybe. Yeah. Syrian? I've never Hines. heard anyone say it out loud, but he's been doing work for yeah. years. And he's excellent as well. But it'd be really cool to see both of them, because it's... Like, I, I, I understand the... Uh, some of the thoughts. Jake's apprehension. Are, yeah, some of the thoughts that are put up, but it's worth a watch. Do you think that I, it transcends this? Uh, I haven't seen it. Uh -huh. I was just surprised. It wasn't even a. I don't have any. Does it transcend, like my first feeling that it was a Roma ripoff and that other people have been? Because um, because Kenneth Branagh is not as gifted of a filmmaker mm -hmm. as Alfonso Cuarón. Sorry, mm -hmm. Kenneth. I think you're great, <laughs> but he does not have that the technical prowess and the emotional yeah. prowess. That Alfonso Cuarón has, yeah. both as his own cinematographer or with the homie Emmanuel Lubezki. Yeah. So I, I definitely don't think we, we can – I shouldn't say it like that. I'm more inclined to think we can't reach those emotional, emotional depths. Uh -huh. Those emotional depths uh -huh. that Alfonso Cuarón reaches so often. I Kenneth do think Branagh it's a different – I think it's a different angle does it, at a Like similar... does it feel more Oscar Beatty? Sterile? It or? didn't. It didn't feel Oscar Beatty to me. Good. Um, it felt pretty, pretty genuine and – 
just coming from a different lens, like, you know, your background was, you know, I, 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 I loved Roma. I thought Roma was great, but it didn't really cross my mind that this was the same thing. I, uh -huh. I get the, I get the comparisons. I see what you're saying. Sure. Um, but I felt like it, it seemed like it was a genuine, like, this is, I'm doing this, this is how I feel. And it's a different angle on, you know, like, uh, this is, this was perspective. And I, I think the, uh, some of the nuance with the perspective being from a younger kid yeah. and his uh -huh. eyes and his sure. lens nice. helped me to differentiate between the two. Nice. Um, and yeah, I really liked it. Thought it was good. Love awesome. to see Jamie Dornan Academy. Yeah, cool. yeah, Academy, come on. What are you doing? <clears throat> Did you want to... Sorry. Oh, you're good. No. You no, look like you were... No, sorry. So I have one last one, and it's a, it's a small one, um, and because it, it's Nine Days Again, which starred Winston Duke, and... Um, oh, shoot. I just forgot his name. Oh, I'm the worst. What's the name of... Uh, I apologize. What's the name of uh, the Dr. Strange? Benedict Wong. Benedict Wong and uh, Tony Hale, and then Zazie Beetz. And Zazie Beats is incredible. And she's been doing a lot of great work over the last couple of years with things like Atlanta and Deadpool 2. And I feel like she hasn't been recognized. Neither, not necessarily as Winston Duke either, but Winston Duke was in Us and he was in Black Panther. And Zazie Beats stuff besides Deadpool 2 has been a lot more under the radar. And I expected to see her name again way down the list and it wasn't there, even though a lot of people have said she gave one of the more subtle performances uh, of the year. And the combination of her and Winston Duke in nine days is very potent. Like, it, it, it elevates the movie a lot. So I was a little bit disappointed to see that she's not even in the, like, we can't even give her a thousand to one odds, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, that was my last one, and one that I know is not even close, but if you're an Academy member listening to this, I mean, I'm joking. But, uh, um, and you loved Nine Days, uh, don't, don't forget about the sterling performances that uh, anchored that movie. All right, yeah, and I'm excited for the Oscar nominations, man. I love to see him regardless of my disappointment and, <laughs> and stuff like that. It's just an exciting time for me um, and all of us, I think. Um, and then we're going to come back. With, our next episode will be our favorite movies of the year, uh, probably in late, uh, mid to late February, most likely late February, so that we as people who have to pay for all of our movies have a chance to see everything that we want to see and feel like we can call it 10 and, and, and we did our due diligence. And then after that, we'll come back with our, if we pick the winners before the Oscars, the Oscars, the nominations, February 8th, the Oscars, I think are on March 27th. Um, and so our, uh, we'll do our favorites and then we'll come in and say, here's who we pick if we had a vote. Um, yeah, thank you. If you've been for this whole hour and nine minutes, <laughs> um, we'd love to hear some of the things you wish got nominated or some of your excitement for the Oscars and uh, let us know some of your favorite movies so that we can see those too before uh, we make our lists. Thank you. Bye. See ya.